Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the great American RV adventure into stress-less camping. Each week we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations, and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress-less camping. Welcome to the campfire. Absolutely. I am not Peggy. I am not Tony. (laughs) But we are two RV industry veterans who travel part-time. In a small trailer, looking to share big adventures and help you with great tips. Tricks. And discounts. Yes, indeed. Absolutely. So this is our last podcast from the California Sticks and Bricks. At least that's the way it looks on the internet. Well, we kind of thought that last week too though so <laughs> but yeah but now if we stay it's not going to be very comfortable because everything's gone yeah all the <laughs> furniture is out the, literally what we have left is two cots yeah, a mattress two. and two chairs yeah and and at this time a recording system which will get boxed up tonight yep and so then, then our adventure begins. Well, I mean, we're always on an adventure, That's but then, the idea. then our adventure toward our new trailer begins. Yeah. So our next uh, disorder of business, as it were, is to hop in the old pick up truck and head to Indiana and pick up our new trailer. And then we can talk about that. And, <laughs> and we're so excited because it there's some cool stuff about it. And so we can't wait to share it with you. We can't wait to tell you. We will do a video. Of four more had, than one. <laughs> we've had, yeah. We've had a lot of people ask about it. So hold on. Yeah, we'll be there soon. Yeah, we will. And I also want to make sure that we, because we're very excited, that Cheryl and Terry have written a review for us. And so I know Cheryl went way out of her way because she actually texted me and said, how the heck do I do it? <laughs> <laughs> it <laughs> ain't it, easy, McGee. And I had to, uh, honestly, it had been a while since I wrote a review on an Apple podcast, so I had to remember how. Yeah. And um, so and we did it. Yeah. Apple podcast is the one really that's the most critical because... They are still kind of the big daddy rabbit in the podcasting game, although not as much as they used to be. But uh, they base how much they kind of show you off to others on the number of reviews, reviews. the reviews that you get, the frequency. So So if anyone else has hesitated to write a review because you can't quite find where it's supposed to be, I automatically went to the little three-dot symbol at the top of the screen, and it wasn't there. But if you are on the page that says Stressless Camping Podcast, scroll down and about eh, two-thirds of the way down, you'll see a button that says write a review. And that's where it is. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And that's if you happen to be using Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcast app, there are, yes. You know, Spotify and uh, the others do also look at reviews, but Apple's the the one that does the most, it seems. And then we got an email i didn't even tell you you know facebook made a whole bunch of noise Ooh, we're gonna get into the world of podcasting we're gonna be really awesome in podcasting Mm -hmm. got an email a couple days ago yeah never mind (laughs) (laughs) we're not gonna do it after all okay they were in now they're out all right then thank you to cheryl and terry yeah thank you very much and to all of you who have written reviews it it helps us to tell the story of this podcast. We hope we serve you well, and it does help us get better guests. Yeah, so indeed. So today you're, we, 
you know, might sound a little echoey because we're in a, a very hollow space right now. And this should be the last time that, that these walls echo around us. But we have something that we wanted to talk to you about today. We don't have a guest. It's just us. Lucky you. Well, it, <laughs> and that's partially because we have... We do have guests lined up. Right, uh, we're right. also, when we go to Indiana, we have tours well, lined sure, up. Well, sure, absolutely. Something that somebody asked us, and we thought it was important enough to share with you. Right. Uh, but before we do that, you know, summer's coming, and that means it'll be time to run your air conditioner. That's right. But what if you're off the grid, or what if you want to use a smaller generator? Or what if the campground only has 30 amp sites and you have two air conditioners? Well, the answer is the Soft Start RV. Soft Start RV is an easy to install kit that lets you run your RV's air conditioner using less power, making it possible to run with a smaller generator or potentially run two air conditioners on one 30 amp service. That's right. And Soft Start RV is very easy to install. In fact, it's so easy even Tony could do it. Hey, hey. <laughs> But that is true, and it's kind of magic, making the AC run better, using less power, and if you have two air conditioners, you can install one on each unit and often run them both on a single 30-amp service or a single 3,500-watt generator. All right. And, of course, you get a great deal as a listener of the Stressless Camping Podcast. You can get a whole kit for $30 off the regular price of just $349. Just visit our discounts and deals page on the Stressless Camping website. And stay cool this summer with a soft start RV on all of your RV's air conditioners. Water, water everywhere. Well, not really. There's. I was listening to a bunch <laughs> of news stuff this morning about how little water there is in New Mexico, which Uh-oh. is where we're headed. <laughs> so. And of course, California is always in a drought. And yeah. Anyway, we had some questions about how water systems work in RVs and we wanted to just kind of give a brief overview of how water systems work in RVs. A few water tips as it were. Um, We had someone write in and what happened is they were at a campground first time out in their RV attached the city water connection and the water pressure was so strong it busted a couple of fittings in oh, their plumbing boy. and yeah made a made a mess right and, and then that's there a brand are also, new rv yeah brand new rv there are also places where the water pressure is so low that you kind of can't even really get a good shower out of it yeah so both of those things are going to address that and a few other things um first of all if you do not have a water pressure regulator please get one please um campgrounds here's one of the things that can happen you could show up at a campground and the water pressure is eh, and then let's say you're staying till monday and it's been the weekend and all of a sudden the water pressure is great because everybody's off their system right and then it busts one of your pipes while you're out exploring because your pressure got too high because there was less demand yeah so my first bit of advice or our first bit of advice is to buy a water pressure regulator if you do not have one already and Rather than the really inexpensive one that a lot of people have, which is just basically a restrictor, Mm -hmm. um, they have ones that have a dial on them, and you can specify the correct water pressure for your rig. Right, which is very good, because then with with a restrictor, you still don't really know what 
you're getting, what's going to be there, where how much pressure is going to come through there. Yeah, but and with, typically it's also less pressure than is coming in. So if you have ant pressure, it's more It's more ant. Ant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if you have the regulator with a dial on it and you can actually see the amount of pressure that's coming through, you know you've got enough pressure and you know you don't have too much pressure for your RV's plumbing system. Right. And that way you get a great, you get as good a shower as your <laughs> RV is capable of delivering. There you go. <laughs> and here's something that's not in our, our, our notes. We write notes for these things so that we don't forget stuff. But one of the things I want to remember, when you get a new RV, typically the shower heads are terrible. Yeah, they're usually pretty bad. And so we have always replaced our shower heads with an oxygenic shower head. And we'll put a link to that in the show notes because we find that that really helps. It adds air to the water, which doesn't make you feel like you're showering in air. It just makes it feel like there's more pressure. <laughs> Who's blowing on me? <laughs> um, yeah, they're just, they really are the best. They're not expensive. And I've even seen a few RVs where it comes with it, but not many. Right. And you can bet that with our new RV that we're getting in uh, whenever it happens to be, <laughs> um, we're going to put one of these Oxygenics shower heads in because they just work For so sure. well. Um, and they're not expensive. Right. So if you're, if your water pressure, if the, if the campground's water pressure is too high, you can regulate it with the regulator. But what if the water pressure is just too low? You can't increase it with a regulator. No. And we have been to a lot of campgrounds where the pressure is lousy. Yeah. That's the best way to put it. <laughs> so. And so we find that the best thing to do for that is to just go ahead and fill our fresh water tank and use that tank and, you know, with the water pump and, I want to make sure that we remember to say you only need to use the water pump if you're pumping the water out of your fresh tank. If you are hooked up to city water, you do not need to turn on the water pump. Correct. It's the city water is pressurized water. If you do not have pressurized water, uh, that's when you use the water pump in your RV. Right. So if your water pressure is too low or if you're going to a place that doesn't have water and you filled beforehand and then you're using your water to your fresh water tank and that's when you put the pump on in order to pump the water up to the sinks. Yeah. And we've found a lot of times that just doing that, we get great water pressure. Yeah. And so I'm, you know, that's an automatic way to get exactly the right pressure designed for your RV because they design your water system as a system. Right. And it uh, turns out you get usually a pretty darn great shower. Yeah. So, but you want to choose, of course, if you're going to use the city water and it's pressurized properly or you've got it regulated properly, great. And if that, those situations are not available and you are using the freshwater tank, don't hook up city water to it because you're not going to be using it. So there's no point in putting that pressure on your hoses and everything. Right. Now here's something, let's say, you're at a campground, and there's one I can think of specifically where we had to literally walk and go get water. Let's say you're at a, a campground, and we saw this hack also on a, a Facebook group. Somebody took, okay, so some RVs have a system where it is designed to suck the antifreeze out of a bottle, so you just basically put a hose from a fitting on your RV into a bottle of antifreeze, but... And, and that, so that, 
that has a pump and that pumps water into your water. I mean, sorry, pumps antifreeze into your water system for winterizing, right? So that all your water, all your water system is full of antifreeze and not full of water. Yeah, absolutely. But it uses the water pump in your RV. Well, this very clever camper took a, I think a 10 gallon water jug and took that water hose from the antifreeze inlet and just put it in the water jug. So the their water system just sucked plain water out. And that instead of having to fill their freshwater tank or whatnot, they just use the um, water system in the RV to suck the water right out of the tank. Great. So we're not talking about winterizing right now, but I do have a question. If you use that pump on the winterizing the winterizing pump and that pumps antifreeze through your system, it pumps it into the freshwater tank, right? Correct. No, it pumps it into your water system. So it draws from the antifreeze oh, bottle into so this your is, system. This is similar to being hooked up on city water. You also don't want to turn on your freshwater pump. No, it, it's using your freshwater pump to suck the antifreeze out of the bottle. Okay. So it's the same pump as your water but system. But it's not filling your right. tank. It's just using it like a city system. Correct. Okay. Absolutely. Or taking, yeah. It's taking water out of that 10 gallons as you need it. Correct. Okay. All yeah. right. It's, Sorry. it's kind of a slick deal. I hope I didn't actually. mess you guys up saying that. No, that's, you know what? It's always good um, because if one of us has questions, we leave them because that might be a bunch of people who have questions. Right, yeah. So, but it's a, now another thing that we have done is we have gone and bought those, uh, they're like bags from Camco mm-hmm. and filled those. They're two and a half gallons, I think. Uh, or two. Yeah, yeah something like that. Yeah, two or two and a half. And they're like plastic shopping bags sort of, but they have a, a cap. And we go and fill the water at the, uh, wherever the water comes from. You know, <laughs> like, uh, like some campgrounds, you're walking to a central spot. Right. Or sometimes you're going to a local market yeah. and using a... One of those one of systems those where you can refill your ten dollar your your bottles your five gallon bottles up. We also have an electric drill powered water pump, and we always carry an electric drill with us because that's how we lower our stabilizer jacks in mm-hmm. our trailer. And so we use that electric drill to pump the water from those bags into the freshwater tank. So that's another way of getting water right. when you're boondocking. Right. Or you could just drop a hose into one of those bags and use that antifreeze inlet if your RV has it and it's set up there you go. properly. So see, lots of options. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk in our gadget review about a filter that we really like. And it's it's we brought this back from a previous podcast, uh, but it's one that we really like. But we do have an article about where to get water while boondocking and you can find that in all the show notes at stresslesscamping.com. Go to the podcasts. And this is episode number 150. But the, artic- but the article of where to get water when boondocking is called just that, where to get water when boondocking. So if you look up the word, if you search the word water or boondocking or something like that, you should be able to find that was written just earlier this year. So it should easily search for those terms and you can read the article on where to find water when you're boondocking another thing we have is we recently updated the website with all these different tiles so there are tiles that take you to different articles about holding tanks 
gadgets, uh, internet connectivity, towing, all, all kinds of things, shopping, boondocking. Mm-hmm. And in that boondocking tile, you'll find that where to get water while boondocking all article. Right. So those tiles take you to both podcasts and uh, articles that we have written. That's all on the stresslesscamping.com website. That's right. Isn't that cool? That's cool. Remember that time we followed our GPS and ended up at the top of a cliff overlooking the campground? (laughs) Yeah. I had to back the trailer down a mountain road. Remember the time we went on that twisty, windy road and hit our awning on a tree? Yeah, I do. But now those kinds of things aren't going to happen anymore thanks to RV Trip Wizard. Right. RV Trip Wizard lets you plan your journeys before you go and then use their app on your phone or tablet to safely navigate that journey. You can set parameters such as how far you want to travel in a day, how many miles you can go between fuel stops, and even read reviews of the campgrounds and places you want to go to. It all takes into account the size of your RV and more. Then you can rest assured that your phone isn't going to lead you into trouble. If you have an RV, you need RV Trip Wizard. Check it out on your discounts and deals page on stresslesscamping.com where you can also listen to our interview with RV Trip Wizard and learn about the whole RV life suite. Now Now that's that's Stressless camping. Camping. So Tony mentioned earlier that we were going to revisit our favorite water filter, and that is the Clear 2.0 water filter. That's apropos because we also replaced the filter cartridge as well as the sediment filter. And the Clear 2.0 system, the way that we have it, there's a sediment filter and then a water filter. And, you know, so many people have bought the blue water filter that sure. is at every RV store. And we like this one from Clear 2.0 better because it is not granulated. It is a solid piece of charcoal. And it's weird because it looks like a solid piece of plastic. Yeah. Oh, not right? the charcoal no, no, part. Sorry. The, yeah. Sorry. That's the charcoal part. But then the, the solids filter. Yeah, the the particulate the particulate the, filter yeah. yeah it looks like a solid piece of plastic and when i first saw it i'm like i don't understand how this works and yeah. then i had to actually blow through it to see that air <laughs> went through to believe that water would go through yeah but one of the things we found we actually did a blind taste test and we'll put a link to that video as well that was fun it was fun i blindfolded peggy and we tried four different water sources uh well five five sources you're right one straight from the hose and then four different kinds of filters and i really liked the clear 2.0 filter and so that yeah that was a fun video to make and fun to watch even (laughs) yeah i thought so and the clear the clear winner ha, 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 is the clear to a water filter and it's small and and works really well and it beat out our four our three stage filtration that's system. true so and i was really surprised about that and yeah, it's much it's much more easy to carry around oh, yeah. <laughs> and another thing if you're filling your tanks um from a source you can put this clear to a water filter in line. Right, with your hose way, yeah, and fill your, your water f- and fill your water tank with, yeah, with, with filtered, filtered water. water yeah, which yeah. is not a bad thing. And of course, you should also um, clean the tanks periodically. And we have a gadget for that, which I didn't put on the notes either. No. But remember, That's we have the... That's called the inline sanitizer. Yeah. And we have talked about that before. And it's a nice little gadget to help you put just a little bit of bleach into the system, into the tank to help clear it out. And so 
We'll put a link to that also. Boy, this is just a water, water episode. The next thing is the RV of the week. And this was something I really had fun with. Good. Um, what we, I, if you remember back a little while ago, we had the privilege of taking a four wheel pop up camper to the FMCA conference oh, yeah. in Arizona. That was fun. It was fun. And we, we really enjoyed it. And one of the things that four wheel pop up campers makes is a thing called the Project M Topper, M as in Mary. What I did is I put together an idea of how to have an RV for brand new. For under $15,000. Oh. And these Project M campers, they are a full pop-up camper with the double layer insulation and the pop top and they have the bed over the cab. So it's a pickup camper that you can take on and off your pickup and it sits on the bed rail. So a lot of uh, pickup campers sit in the bed, which takes up some of the bed space. These actually sit on the rails. And so... They don't take up as much space inside. They're really light. They're four to 600 pounds. So you could have one of these for even mid-size pickups and not really take a lot out of your cargo carrying capacity. Um, but there's, since they're essentially a blank canvas with a bed, once it's popped up, you get full height. They have the dimmable LED lights inside. They have benches on either side that kind of sit on the bed rails. And you can put whatever you want. So like Sylvan Sport makes a Dynamite and a Dynamax portable kitchen. That would be cool. We also bought an Alpicool 12-volt cooler Mm -hmm. this past week for our big trip. And first of all, that thing, I'll put a link to the article on that. That thing (laughs) works really well, but they literally could not have worse instructions. I mean, A, they're so small you can't see them. And B... The instructions were generic for all of their coolers and had no bearing on this cooler that we bought. So the instructions were terrible. But the cooler itself actually works really well, and we powered it off the Jackery. And it doesn't seem to need a whole lot of instructions. Plug it in, turn it on, it gets cold. Yeah, basically. (laughs) So anyway, so you could use this Alpicool, and that was uh, $400. Although, oddly enough, I wrote the article about the Alpacool. Uh, we paid three ninety nine plus tax, and then it went up to four twenty nine. Shoot! So like, what the heck? Good thing we got it before it went up. Yeah. Good thing we got it before you wrote such a great review that they knew well, they could raise the that. price. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so we you could use that. There's four hundred dollars. The Dynamax. I think those kitchens are five hundred. Or we also saw a pull out kitchen, which kind of like slid out like a drawer. Those are more expensive. They're like 5000 bucks. So you could start with a Project M camper. There's, let's say, 13000 And then Dynamax and a Alpacool. And you bring some bedding. And you're under 15000 with tax. And works on any pickup. And then you could also get the, the Project M can be outfitted with a lift mechanism. So when you need your pickup, you know, during the week, let's say you use it for work or whatnot, you just pop the camper it's easy off. To, yeah, yeah, just take the camper off and leave it behind and go use your open bed pickup and then put yeah. the camper back on and go camping. Absolutely. Or, let you know, you can also use this. Because it sits on the frame rails, you can also still uh, use the tailgate. So you could use it if you have a boat that you pull. Mm. Or, heck, let's say you have this. You make it as an office, and then you tow around a travel trailer. Right. 
the Project M camper from Four Wheel Pop Up Campers. I thought it was a great blank canvas. They do offer quite a few options, so you can outfit them with all kinds of stuff. But basically, it's a really affordable camper that's well made and offers quite a bit. And you know, it's the pickup you already have. So if you already have a pickup like most Americans, then there you go. All right. Well, you mentioned the Sylvan Dynomax and the Sylvan Dynomite. Dynomite! <laughs> and those are sort of at some outdoor kitchens. And we, last week on our question of the week, asked you if you prefer to cook indoors or out. And so I think having one of those fabulous Sylvan systems would make yeah. cooking outdoors pretty pleasant. Yeah, we, we actually talked to Tom Dempsey, the... Uh, founder of sylvan sport and he is a cool guy who actually goes camping right but yeah but speaking of outdoor kitchen i i think i blew one of the greatest segues ever but we ask a question of the week every week and our question was do you prefer cooking indoors or out a lot of people said out the vast majority the vast, vast majority vast. although barbara said it kind of depends on whether she how she's dressed or not <laughs> or right. not that's true. or lack yeah. thereof yes indeed. <laughs> which is true i realize that's a, a big deal for me too i'm i don't like to get dressed so i, I usually i have to have at least my coffee before that that's true um the the outdoor kitchen brenda was saying the outdoor kitchen is specifically why they bought their trailer a rockwood 2507s Great so that's choice. a built-in outdoor kitchen so we're yep. kind of mixing and matching with freestanding outdoor kitchen spaces and an outdoor kitchen that's in the side of your rv right or just even bringing a portable one or like you know some people just bring a little traeger or a flat yeah. top griddle yeah. or or even cook over the gosh over the campfire. Over the campfire. We still have our tripod that we used a lot during the, you know, during the COVID times. Yeah. Jerry said that every time they cook inside the camper, the smoke alarm goes off. So they just cook outside. They use their grill that came with their camper. They use their Traeger and they don't have to worry about, and they do have an outdoor kitchen, and they don't have to worry about the smoke alarm going off every <laughs> well, single time they do anything. We have camped with Dan and Jerry and multiple boy, times. boy, their and yeah, food. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, Dan is a professional <laughs> chef. That's right, so he is. So. He can put out some food. It's uh, they, they do a great job. Yeah. Uh, now, I've had the smoke, to, uh, smoke alarm go off quite a bit, too, and I don't like the sound of the fan but even when I boil water for coffee, I have to turn the fan on in order for the smoke detector not to go off, and that's kind of annoying. But Our old trailer could drown out a jet yeah. with that fan. <laughs> but in addition to the, the smoke alarm going off, a lot of people said that the reason that they prefer to cook outdoors is because the smells linger if you're in the camper. And everything, even bacon can get overpowering yeah and it, it it's a small space and it can make the interior greasy so right and tiffany pointed out that if your inside of your camper smells like food and the bears are hungry they're going to try to get inside your camper yeah and you can't bear that kind of oh yeah <laughs> it'd be a grisly situation oh boy here we go oh. <laughs> so a lot of most people have said that they prefer to cook outdoors. We love to cook outdoors 
as Barbara said, a lot of times I cook indoors because I'm just not ready to be seen by the public yet. <laughs> but when we're dressed, we like to cook outside. Yeah, I, I love cooking outside. And our, our previous trailer came with a, uh, well, actually, we got a flat top griddle that right. slots into like a little rail on the side. Yeah, it originally came with thing. a grill and yeah. we wore the grill yeah, out. Yeah, we literally wore it out. <laughs> so we replaced it with a griddle and yep. now we have that. Yeah, absolutely. And then our question of the week this week is, have you altered your plans? Because it's really difficult getting things repaired. Yeah, there's, you know, we're still kind of dealing with parts shortages and people shortages. And is it is it affecting your ability to get out there and go? Do you have something that you just can't get fixed on time to make your trips? Yeah, we've heard uh, there was a discussion earlier um, that I participated in where somebody said the earliest that they can get something fixed on their motorhome at the factory is August. Yeah. Which blows most of summer. Year. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, it's Boy, not a, that's a bummer. So I, I will advocate once again, if you know somebody who is good with their hands or can learn to be good with their hands, <laughs> uh, boy, do we need RV techs out there. Men, yes, women, yes. young, old. I mean, the whole enchilada if you know somebody who uh, is looking for an awesome job where you can you know it's not expensive to become an rv tech and boy right out of the gate you will be busier than a long tail cat in a room full of rocking chairs (laughs) yep it's uh rv tech is a good job right and you make people happy yeah for sure so there you go and you can travel and work yeah that's the greatest thing Uh, We don't do this every week, but we do want to remind you, we have maintenance reminder that we, you know, when there's something to remind you about, which is now, which is, it's about, you know, people are unwinterizing. What's it called? (laughs) Dewinterizing. We have a dewinterizing guide too. We have a dewinterizing guide, but you know, this is the time to go look around on the roof, make sure that it survived the winter. Okay. We've actually had a couple of minor I mean, minor, major for us, but minor hailstorms this week, which is so, so crazy in May. And in Northern California. And in Northern California. I don't think we had hail that did any damage to RV roofs, but this is the time to go check and make sure that they're still in really good shape before you get out there and go camping and then find a leak. That's the fact, Jack. So, and then, you know, if you have any questions of us, uh, one of the places to get an answer is on our fun and friendly facebook group which is also where we have the question of the week that's right we have question of the week you can answer you can read answers you can ask questions and that is on facebook and it's a group called stressless camping podcast and you can get to that from any page on our website right up at the top is the familiar blue facebook f you can also find all the other places that we are on social media That's right. Stresslesscamping.com. That's right. And when you're still on stresslesscamping.com, you know, you can sign up for our weekly newsletter. Yes, you can. It's absolutely free. And we have links to stories, videos, and podcasts that will help you get the most out of your RV experience. Just visit our website. And at the bottom of any page is a sign up form. We never share your information with anybody. And of course, it's free. And we just send out a once a week email. We don't send a whole bunch of stuff. That's true. Another thing on our website is our discounts and deals on things like the 
RV Soft, soft Start. Start. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Which uh, right about now is the time to think of getting one and putting yeah. it on your before, RV. Before the hail ends and or an air conditioning <laughs> season starts. Right? Yeah, but there's discounts on deals and the best things you'll need for your stressless camping adventure. And of course, if you have a great deal for our audience. Let us know. Yeah. We, we always like to it. find more deals for our friends. Yeah. And we're kind of picky. We only put things we buy ourselves. Right. Of course. So. And don't forget to check out the notes for the show. This is episode 150. And so those will be on the website as well before you yep. hop off onto Facebook and all those other places. <laughs> That's right. If you don't want to miss a future episode of the Stressless Camping Podcast, it is free to subscribe on any podcast. We are saving you a seat around our virtual campfire. And again, thank you, Cheryl. And a reminder that a review really helps other people find the podcast. It helps Apple tell other people about the podcast. And the more listeners we have, the more terrific, wonderful guests we can get. And then you don't have to listen to us go on and on for the whole time. <laughs> we haven't gone on very long this time. It we is a little bit shorter yeah, It's a little episode. bit short episode, but we hope that you enjoyed it. We hope that you got some good information out of it. And happy camping! We hope you learned a lot, had some fun, and got some tips for your next stressless camping adventure. We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure. And we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping. The L stressing L camping. Wait. <laughs>